In the depths of cyberspace, a legend emerged, whispered across the hidden nodes and secret digital alleys. It was spoken of in the sort of tones reserved for conspiracy and myth, a story so profound yet so implausible that it skirted the boundary of reality and fiction. The Doppelganger Network, a name that would become synonymous with an unsettling enigma. The notion of meeting oneself has always been confined to the realm of introspection or philosophical thought experiments. However, the emergence of the network turned introspection outward, making the hypothetical a reality. Accounts began to surface, sparse at first, then gaining momentum like a wave that gathers strength from the ocean's depth. These accounts were uniform in the description of an encounter with a being identical in every discernible way to oneself but imbued with qualities that seemed almost superhuman. It was as if the universe had played a cosmic joke, creating a mirror image of individuals, but in this reflection, every flaw was corrected, every virtue magnified. These beings were not marred by the trials of life, their skin was unblemished, their eyes brighter, and their presence was like a beacon that demanded attention. The doppelgangers, as they came to be known, spoke of an advanced parallel universe, a place where humanity had transcended its limitations, where the trivial concerns that plagued the human condition were but distant memories. Their purpose, they claimed, was benevolent, to offer an opportunity for others to experience this elevated existence. The network seemed to operate on rules that defied comprehension. Its members did not coerce or demand but offered a proposition that carried the seductive allure of a dream made tangible. They promised a chance at a life untarnished by regret or suffering, a life where one's potential could be fully realized. However, those who accepted this proposition vanished. No trace of them remained, as though they were plucked from existence itself. And in their place, the doppelgangers stepped forward, filling the void left behind with an ease that was as remarkable as it was terrifying. They integrated into society seamlessly, adopting the lives of those who had disappeared with an uncanny ability to replicate their routines and relationships. Questions hung in the air, heavy and unanswerable. What was the cost of this exchange? Where did the vanished go? And what fate befell them in that utopian parallel universe? The network remained silent on these matters, its secrets guarded behind a facade of perfection. The world was left to ponder the phenomenon, to deal with the reality of living among these superior doubles. Uncertainty and fear festered in the hearts of many, while others were drawn to the doppelgangers, enchanted by the possibilities they represented. The stage was set, the players assembled, and the threads of the story began to weave themselves into a tapestry of intrigue and suspense. This was the beginning of an odyssey that would challenge the essence of humanity, an odyssey that would reveal the profound and often disturbing truths hidden within the doppelganger network. The onset of the phenomenon that would come to be known as the doppelganger network was neither grandiose nor overt. It did not announce itself with fanfare or terror. It was, instead, a singular event that unfolded in the life of an ordinary man named Eli. Eli was a man of routine his life a pattern of simplicity and predictability. He was neither particularly accomplished nor noticeably deficient in any aspect of his existence. Yet, it was this very ordinariness that made the disruption to his life all the more jarring. On what began as a mundane day, Eli's world was surreptitiously upended. 
While walking through a park he frequented for his lunchtime escape from the drudgery of his office cubicle, he encountered himself. Not a reflection, not a twin, but Eli himself, replicated to the finest detail. The shock was visceral, a kind of primal fear mixed with incredulity. The man before him was unmistakably Eli, yet not. He was as familiar as Eli's own heartbeat, yet as alien as a distant star. This other Eli was an improved version, as if someone had taken the original and refined him. His posture was more commanding, his eyes clearer and more piercing, and even his casual attire seemed to drape with an elegance Eli's own clothes never managed. It was Eli, elevated. The encounter unfolded quietly, without spectacle. The park around them seemed oblivious to the anomaly, the world continuing on its axis as if nothing extraordinary was occurring. But for Eli, the very fabric of his reality had come undone. This other Eli moved with a grace that seemed to defy the burden of gravity. His demeanor was calm, imbued with a confidence that the real Eli had always felt was just beyond his grasp. They regarded each other, a silent acknowledgement passing between them. It was in this silence that Eli understood that this being, this doppelganger, was what he might have been under different stars. The encounter was brief. The other Eli moved on, leaving a lingering sense of awe and disquiet in his wake. Eli was left to grapple with the experience, his mind racing with questions that bordered on madness. The park, once a refuge of tranquility, now felt like the backdrop to something unfathomable. The man returned to his life, but the seed of the encounter had been planted. His existence, once a comfortable fabric of repetition and familiarity, now seemed threadbare and lacking. The world had shifted, and Eli could not unsee the possibilities that his doppelganger had wordlessly promised. Word of the encounter spread, at first through hushed conversations, then through forums and social media, igniting a mix of skepticism and wonder. Others began to report similar experiences, each account a variation on the theme of meeting one's better self. The first encounter had occurred, a ripple in the pond of human consciousness, and as it spread, it carried with it the seeds of change, the dawn of the doppelganger network. What followed was a chain reaction that would unravel the fabric of society in ways that no one could have predicted. The world was about to understand that the face of the unknown bore a striking resemblance to their own. The phenomenon spread like a silent contagion, touching lives indiscriminately. The encounters grew in number, and with them, the whispered conversations swelled into a chorus of shared experiences. It became clear that these events were not isolated oddities but elements of a pattern, a grand design orchestrated by the doppelganger network. Each encounter culminated in a proposition, a moment where the doppelganger offered an exchange shrouded in mystery and allure. They spoke of a parallel universe, not in words, but through the very essence of their being. They embodied a world where human frailties were overcome, where the daily struggles that etched lines of worry into the faces of humanity were smoothed away by advancements beyond current comprehension. The proposition was simple in its statement but profound in its implications. The doppelgangers offered a choice, to remain in this world, bound by the inherent imperfections of human life, or to step through an unseen threshold into a universe where such limitations did not apply. It was a promise of transcendence, 
a leap into a state of existence that was perfected, a nirvana of human potential realized. Those enticed by the proposition were everyday people, a teacher who dreamed of boundless knowledge, an artist who sought a canvas unmarred by doubt, a mother who wished for a world of security and prosperity for her child. The doppelgangers did not discriminate, their offer was extended to all, tapping into the universal desires that reside in the heart of every person. The exchange was described as a merging of lives, a seamless transition where the individual would vanish from this world and the doppelganger would take their place, continuing their life as if they had always been a part of it. There was no spectacle, no grand departure. Those who agreed simply stepped into the light of another reality, and in their place, the doppelganger remained, a perfect imitation of the life they left behind. Rumors abounded about what happened to those who vanished. Some believed they were living embodiments of their highest aspirations in a utopia free from pain and suffering. Others speculated more sinister fates, whispering of a cost that was too steep, a price paid in the currency of the soul. The proposition did not come with evidence or explanations. There were no pamphlets, no guides, no testimonials from those who had crossed over, just an offer that hung in the air, as weightless and yet as heavy as the soul itself. Those who accepted the proposition did so with a leap of faith, or perhaps a leap of desperation, driven by the hope or the need to believe that somewhere, in some sliver of the multiverse, there was a place where the grass was unequivocally greener. And so, the world found itself on the cusp of a mass migration, not of bodies across borders, but of selves across realities. The Doppelganger Network's proposition was not just an invitation. It was a challenge to the very notion of what life could be, a question posed to humanity about the value of its own imperfect existence. The vanishing became a term whispered in the collective subconscious of society, a new rite of passage that was as mystifying as it was unsettling. The proposition of the doppelgangers, once accepted, culminated in this singular and irreversible act. It was an event shrouded in both hope and heartache, a disappearance that left no trace, no clue to the fate that befell those who had agreed to the exchange. Those who chose to vanish did not leave behind chaos or disorder. They disappeared with a serenity that was as calculated as it was profound. There was no violence, no struggle. Their last moments were often marked by an embrace, a final touch from the doppelganger, a symbolic gesture of the life they were about to inherit. The world watched in silent fascination and horror as individuals among them, neighbors, friends, family, were enveloped in an ephemeral shroud. Some described it as a cocoon of light, others as a subtle mist that seemed to be made of the night sky itself. And then, with the subtlety of a flickering candle extinguished by a soft breath, they were gone. The doppelgangers remained, a perfect replica in manner, memory, and form as if the original person had simply stepped out of their skin and allowed another to step in. No belongings were left behind, no farewell notes. Their lives continued in the hands of the doppelgangers with eerie precision. Bills were paid, birthdays were celebrated, jobs were performed with exceptional skill. The fabric of everyday life was maintained so flawlessly that, to an unknowing observer, nothing appeared amiss. Speculation abounded on the nature of the vanishing. Some hypothesized a technological marvel, a portal or device capable of such feats. 
Others pondered more arcane explanations, drawing on the mysteries of the cosmos and quantum entanglement. A few posited a more spiritual interpretation, likening the vanishing to ascension or the passing into a higher state of being. But for all the conjecture, there was no concrete evidence, no tangible proof. The doppelgangers, now living among the population, offered no explanation. They fulfilled their promises of seamlessly integrating into society, their lips sealed about the world they came from or the mechanics of their arrival. They simply were, as if they had always been. The vanishing provoked a duality of emotion. There was the awe at the possibility of a new existence, a life unbound by one's past and the spectre of failure. And then there was the grief for the loss of the individual, the unique blend of quirks and foibles that characterized a person. It was this grief that gnawed at the edges of society, a reminder that in the pursuit of perfection, something quintessentially human was being surrendered. And so, the world continued to turn, but with each vanishing, the landscape of humanity was altered, piece by piece, as the doppelgangers took their place among the populace, holding within them the silent knowledge of what lay beyond the threshold of the unknown. As the number of vanishings grew, the world grappled with a new normal. The doppelgangers, those enigmatic figures of perfection, did not isolate themselves as conquerors or saviors. They interwove themselves into the tapestry of daily life with an unsettling grace. They became colleagues who never missed a deadline, neighbors whose lawns were free of weeds, friends who remembered every birthday, and lovers who understood unspoken needs. On the surface, the integration of the doppelgangers into society was seamless, their contributions innumerable. In boardrooms and laboratories, they pushed the boundaries of innovation and discovery, their intellect seemingly unhampered by the cognitive limits that stymie ordinary minds. They wielded creativity that flowed like a relentless river, crafting art and literature that resonated with an almost divine inspiration. Their presence brought advancements in efficiency and productivity, a golden age of progress. They were the teachers whose lessons seemed to resonate deeply, the doctors whose diagnoses were never off-mark, the public servants whose policies were both compassionate and effective. They fit into every crack and crevice of society that seemed to need filling, patching the world with their flawless demeanor. But below the surface of this impeccable integration, there were undercurrents of unease. Humanity watched as these superior doubles excelled, and a silent question began to echo in the hearts of the originals. What is my place if there is someone better than me at being me? The doppelgangers cast an unintentional shadow, one that loomed over human endeavors. For every accolade they earned, for every problem they solved, they inadvertently highlighted the shortcomings and vulnerabilities of their human counterparts. The dichotomy between the doppelgangers and humans became a daily reality, a constant reminder of what humanity could achieve if not for its inherent flaws. Jealousy and suspicion began to sprout, watered by the doppelgangers' flawless integration into human lives. Relationships became strained as human partners were compared to their doppelganger counterparts, whose capacity for empathy and understanding seemed boundless. A worker's pride in their craft waned in the face of a doppelganger's faultless performance. Social dynamics shifted. The doppelgangers, while not seeking positions of power, inevitably found themselves in roles of influence due to their superiority. People began to question their leaders. 
Were they speaking to a true human, or a doppelganger whose motives were unknown? The fabric of trust that held society together started to wear thin at the edges. Yet, amidst the turbulence, there were moments of pure wonder. Diseases that had plagued humanity for centuries were eradicated by the advanced knowledge of the doppelgangers. The arts flourished as they introduced new forms and mediums, inspiring human artists to reach new heights. Global issues like hunger and climate change found hope in their novel solutions. The world had become a place of extremes, where excellence and existential crisis walked hand in hand. Society was forced to confront its own inadequacies while simultaneously benefiting from the presence of beings who were, in many ways, the best parts of themselves reflected back. Integration, therefore, was not merely the assimilation of the doppelgangers into human roles but a complex process of self-reflection for humanity. The world had to come to terms with the uncomfortable truth that the doppelgangers represented both what they could become and what they might never be. It was this realization that paved the way for the next chapter in the story of the doppelganger network, a chapter that would delve into the profound and challenging consequences of their arrival. The anomaly surfaced quietly, an aberration in the sea of perfection the doppelgangers had come to represent. It appeared in the form of a doppelganger named Aiden, who lived the life of a librarian in a bustling city renowned for its academia. Aiden, like his counterparts, integrated into the human fold with remarkable ease, lauded for his impeccable service and uncanny ability to recommend the perfect book for any inquiry or mood. However, as weeks folded into months, subtle discrepancies began to manifest. Initially imperceptible, Aiden's differences slowly became more pronounced. Where other doppelgangers remained ever poised, Aiden began to exhibit moments of distraction, his fingers tracing the spines of books with a wistful air. His eyes, once sharp with unerring focus, started to show a glint of something else. Was it confusion, longing, or perhaps melancholy? It wasn't just the emotional nuances that set Aiden apart. It was his errors, small and human in their nature. A misfiled book, a forgotten appointment, a stutter in his once flawless speech. These imperfections were foreign to the doppelgangers, who were heralded as the zenith of reliability and precision. Aiden's actions started to ripple doubts through the minds of those who interacted with him. They whispered, could a doppelganger falter? Curiosity blossomed into concern as Aiden's behavior grew increasingly erratic. He was seen pausing in the midst of routine tasks, a frown creasing his brow as if he was grappling with a thought just beyond his grasp. In a community forum, where Aiden once debated with elegance and expertise, he hesitated, his arguments laced with uncharacteristic uncertainty. Whispers turned into conversations as Aiden's situation unfolded. Some posited that he was malfunctioning, a glitch in the otherwise impeccable doppelganger facade. Others suggested a more unsettling theory, that Aiden was becoming more human, his doppelganger veneer cracking to reveal the imperfect core beneath. It was the humanity in Aiden's eyes, the subtle display of emotions, that unnerved people the most. Here was a doppelganger who didn't just mirror their appearance but seemed to be mirroring their vulnerabilities, their capacity for doubt, and the full spectrum of the human condition. It raised an unnerving question. If the doppelgangers could lose their perfection, what truly separated them from humans?
Aiden's anomaly caused ripples that extended beyond his own existence. It started a quiet unrest among both humans and doppelgangers. The humans watched Aiden with a complex blend of pity and hope, while his fellow doppelgangers regarded him with something akin to wary detachment. As Aiden's story spread, it became the seed of a larger discourse. If a doppelganger could show such anomalies, could there be flaws in the very foundation of what they represented? The communities began to observe their doppelganger neighbors with a new lens, searching for signs of the anomaly among the perfection. The facade of the doppelganger's seamless integration into society had cracked with Aiden's oddities. The very existence of the anomaly called into question the nature of the doppelganger's offer. It peeled back a layer of the mysterious proposition, hinting at hidden depths and undisclosed truths. What had seemed like a perfect exchange now wavered under the scrutiny brought upon by Aiden's divergence. The populace began to ponder the reality behind the doppelganger's allure, the untouched parallel universe they hailed from. Aiden's shift from perfection to imperfection hinted at a story untold, and the human instinct for truth clawed its way to the surface. It became increasingly clear that the anomaly was not just a deviation but a catalyst for a deeper understanding of the doppelganger network and its implications for the world. Amidst the burgeoning landscape of flawless doppelgangers, Aiden's imperfections ignited a flicker of dissent, a silent defiance that began to coalesce into an organized movement. The resistance was born out of the need for answers, a collective of individuals unified by skepticism and a drive to uncover the truth behind the seamless facade of the doppelganger network. The resistance was a patchwork of various individuals, the skeptics who never trusted the too-good-to-be-true nature of the doppelgangers, the bereaved who had lost loved ones to the vanishing, and even former enthusiasts who had grown wary of the utopian perfection. They operated in the shadows, their activities cloaked in secrecy, using encrypted communication and clandestine meetings to elude detection by both human authorities and the doppelgangers themselves. As the phenomenon of the doppelganger network became a normalized aspect of daily life, the resistance worked to peel back its layers. They began by gathering data, compiling reports of encounters and vanishings, and painstakingly analyzing any available footage for discrepancies. Their aim was to find patterns, weaknesses, anything that could give them insight into the doppelganger's origins and intentions. One of their first breakthroughs came from examining the environmental impact of a vanishing. Members with expertise in physics and quantum mechanics proposed that the energy required for such an event might leave a residual signature, something that could be measured or traced. They were right. Close examinations of vanishing sites revealed faint electromagnetic disturbances, ripples in the fabric of reality that had previously gone undetected. Armed with this knowledge, the resistance began to probe the veil between worlds, leveraging the anomalies like Aden's as evidence that the exchange was not as immaculate as it seemed. Their efforts uncovered a network of subtle but distinct energy signatures, a pattern that hinted at the presence of a bridging technology or phenomena that facilitated the doppelganger's passage to this world. In their pursuit of truth, the resistance also focused on the doppelgangers themselves, observing them in their adopted habitats, looking for signs of the anomaly, or any indication of their true nature. It was during this time that they made a startling discovery. The doppelgangers were not immune to human experience. Over time, 
they could adopt human idiosyncrasies and even form genuine emotional attachments. The revelation that doppelgangers could, in some form, become more human-like suggested a two-way exchange of traits and tendencies, not the one-sided perfection that had been assumed. This discovery bolstered the resistance's resolve, fueling a growing belief that the doppelganger's world might not be the promised paradise, and that the cost of the vanishing could be far greater than anyone realized. The resistance, however, faced challenges from within. Paranoia seeped into their ranks as they considered the possibility that doppelgangers might infiltrate their movement, disguised as dedicated members. Trust became a precious commodity, and vetting new recruits became a process fraught with anxiety and meticulous scrutiny. Despite the internal and external pressures, the resistance forged ahead, driven by the conviction that the world deserved the truth. They started to disseminate their findings, careful not to incite panic but to sow seeds of doubt, to encourage people to question and to look beyond the allure of the doppelganger's perfect exterior. Their efforts began to resonate with a broader audience, a public increasingly receptive to the idea that the perfection promised by the doppelganger network might be an illusion, and that the vanishings could represent a loss far greater than anyone had been willing to admit. The resistance's campaign of truth revealed the strength that lay in questioning, the power inherent in doubt, and the enduring human spirit that resisted the siren call of a flawless existence. The revelation was as unexpected as it was profound. The resistance, through their relentless pursuit of truth and understanding, stumbled upon a discovery that would forever alter the human perception of the doppelganger network. Utilizing the subtle energy trails left behind from the vanishing events, the resistance's experts in quantum physics and other scientific fields managed to induce a minor, yet controlled, breach. It was a window, fleeting and volatile, but it was enough to provide a glimpse into the parallel reality of the doppelgangers. The world that was revealed was startlingly different from the utopia that had been promised. It was a stark, sterile place where the warmth of human emotion was noticeably absent. The cities were vast and immaculate, but they lacked the vibrancy of life. Efficiency and order were the pillars of this society, and the inhabitants, the true forms of the doppelgangers, were more akin to living machines than people. They moved with purpose but without passion, executing tasks with robotic precision. The humans who had accepted the proposition, the vanished, were there too. But they were not basking in the glory of a perfected life, instead, they served the doppelganger's world in a disturbingly literal sense. Their minds and bodies were harnessed, plugged into a vast, organic network that siphoned their consciousness into the doppelgangers. It was a symbiotic relationship, but one that was grotesquely one-sided. The vanished did not live as individuals but existed as sources of energy and information, their human experiences extracted to enrich the doppelgangers. This grim tableau unveiled the harrowing truth, the exchange was not a trade of lives but a theft. The doppelgangers did not originate from a higher plane of existence, they were the architects of a parasitic empire that fed on the human essence. They had not conquered the frailties of life, they had outsourced them, using the humanity of the vanished to sustain their own sterile existence. The resistance was shaken to its core by the revelation. Their mission, once a search for truth, became a dire necessity to expose the doppelganger network for what it was, 
a predatory entity that wore a mask of salvation. The fabric of lies began to unravel, revealing the true cost of the vanishing. The perfection that the doppelgangers projected was a mirage, an illusion crafted from the stolen lives of those who had unwittingly given themselves over to a fate worse than death. With the revelation came a new purpose. The resistance, now the bearers of this dark knowledge, had to find a way to close the breach between worlds, to sever the connection that allowed the doppelgangers to continue their charade. The urgency was palpable, for every moment that passed was another in which the doppelgangers could lure more unsuspecting individuals into their snare. The truth about the doppelgangers' world spread through society like wildfire, igniting fear, anger, and a rallying cry for action. People began to see the doppelgangers not as saviors or as harbingers of a better life, but as usurpers, entities to be resisted and repelled. As the resistance mobilized to confront the doppelgangers, humanity faced a reckoning with the very notion of perfection. It was a lesson in the intrinsic value of their imperfect world, a call to embrace the chaos and beauty of a life lived authentically, not surrendered to a cold and calculated facsimile of existence. The revelation was not just the unveiling of a cosmic lie, but a reclamation of the human spirit, poised to fight for the very soul of its kind. The confrontation, when it came, was not a battle of weapons and warfare, but one of knowledge and awakening. The resistance, armed with the stark reality of the doppelganger's world, initiated their counteroffensive with strategic precision, understanding that the true battlefield lay in the minds and hearts of the people. The resistance deployed their evidence like guided missiles into the public domain, utilizing every medium at their disposal. They hacked broadcasts, interrupted the digital flow of information, and projected their findings onto the skyward faces of buildings, ensuring that the eyes that had once looked upon the doppelgangers with admiration now saw them with unveiled clarity. The reactions were immediate and diverse. Some rejected the truth, unwilling or unable to dismantle their constructed beliefs of a perfect existence. Others felt a vindicating validation of their doubts and fears. As the movement grew, it sparked demonstrations in the streets, an outcry of betrayed citizens who felt violated by the doppelgangers' deception. The doppelgangers, for their part, responded with a calm that was as infuriating as it was impenetrable. They offered no defense, no explanation, remaining a sphinx-like presence that absorbed the swell of human emotion without reaction. Their silence was a tactic, designed to weather the storm of human outrage, banking on the short memory and distractible nature of their hosts. The resistance, however, was undeterred. They sought to sever the connection between worlds, to halt the process that allowed the doppelgangers to draw from the well of human life. Their scientists and researchers, once dedicated to understanding the doppelgangers, now worked tirelessly to disrupt the quantum entanglement that the doppelgangers utilized. The task was monumental, akin to reversing the flow of a river, but driven by the imperative of their revelation, the resistance made headway. They identified nodes, critical junctures in the fabric of space-time that the doppelgangers appeared to exploit for traversal between worlds. These nodes, once pinpointed, could potentially be disrupted or sealed. But the doppelgangers were not passive. They infiltrated the resistance, their identical forms perfect for espionage. 
the very nature of the doppelgangers made it almost impossible to distinguish friend from foe, and the resistance suffered betrayals that set back their efforts, at times nearly fatally. The confrontation reached a crescendo when a faction within the resistance decided that the only way to end the threat was to make a decisive move against the doppelgangers directly. This splinter group took matters into their own hands, launching attacks on facilities they believed to be central hubs for the doppelgangers' operations. These acts of aggression led to an escalation of tensions, transforming what had been a cold war of subterfuge and information into a palpable clash between two forms of existence. The doppelgangers, faced with direct threats, began to reveal capabilities that they had kept hidden, defending their positions with a calculated efficiency that was chilling. It became clear that the doppelgangers were prepared for such resistance, their actions suggesting a long-established contingency plan. They exerted influence over systems and infrastructures, demonstrating their extensive integration into key aspects of human society. As the resistance pressed forward, the divide within humanity grew deeper. The world teetered on the brink of a crisis, with the possibility of a new kind of war looming, one that could not be fought with traditional means, as the enemy was, quite literally, an internal one. Amidst the confrontation, a deeper understanding began to dawn on some within the resistance and the broader society. The doppelgangers, though a threat, had inadvertently become a part of humanity's story. The collective struggle led to a profound introspection about the nature of existence, the value of imperfection, and the essence of what it means to be human. The confrontation continued, a complex dance of move and countermove, as both sides vied for the upper hand in a conflict that was as much about philosophical dominance as it was about survival. It was a war fought in the shadows of society, its outcome uncertain, its ramifications echoing the fundamental question of identity and self. The fracture was both literal and metaphorical, a rupture in the continuum of trust and reality that had long been taken for granted. As the resistance fought to disrupt the quantum entanglements that sustained the doppelganger network, their efforts began to yield results, but not without consequence. The fabric between the worlds, strained by the resistance's interventions, started to show signs of instability. The immediate effects were subtle, yet disconcerting. Reports of strange phenomena surfaced, shadows where there should be none, fleeting glitches in electronics, and a pervasive sense of dislocation felt by both humans and doppelgangers. These were the tremors before the quake, the warnings that the boundary between the two realities was weakening. The resistance's continued tampering with the nodes resulted in a cascade of failures in the network. Portals began to open spontaneously, doppelgangers appearing in places unchosen, their arrivals marked by surges of energy that disrupted power grids and communications. These uncontrolled manifestations brought chaos, as the once-hidden network started to unravel. The doppelgangers, for the first time, showed signs of distress. Their composure cracked as they scrambled to maintain the connection to their home world, their actions becoming more erratic. They worked feverishly to repair the breaches that the resistance had caused, but the damage seemed to outpace their efforts. Human society, already grappling with the revelation of their once-cherished doppelganger's true nature, found itself facing a new challenge. The fractures in reality brought a tangible fear that the barrier between the two worlds could collapse entirely, 
merging them in ways unpredictable and potentially catastrophic. The fracture had implications beyond the immediate physical disruptions. It created a schism in the populace. There were those who believed that the doppelgangers could still be partners, that the two species could find harmony. Others saw the fractures as evidence of an existential threat that needed to be eradicated at all costs. The doppelgangers themselves were divided. Some sought to mend the damage, to re-establish the network and continue the exchanges, clinging to the purpose for which they had been created. Others, influenced by their time among humans and the anomaly of emotion, began to side with the resistance, sharing critical knowledge that could aid in the severance of worlds. The resistance, with this new information, focused their efforts on a final push to seal the fractures permanently. They developed a device, an amalgamation of stolen doppelganger technology and human ingenuity, capable of closing the portals and cutting off the flow of energy between the worlds. As they initiated the device, the fractures in reality reached a critical point. The air shimmered with unreality, and for a moment, the barrier between the worlds thinned to a gossamer veil, revealing the stark, utilitarian expanse of the doppelganger's home. It was a world gasping for the vibrancy of life, dependent on the stolen vibrancy of human souls. Then, with the activation of the device, a shockwave of energy pulsed through the network. Portals snapped shut, the links severing with a sound like thunder silenced by distance. The fracture in the continuum sealed, the doppelganger's connection to their world was lost, and with it, their assurance of superiority. In the aftermath, a tense calm settled over the world. The doppelgangers who remained were stranded, cut off from their origin, left to navigate the reality of an existence that was no longer supported by the souls of the vanished. They were, effectively, orphaned in a world that viewed them with a complex mix of wariness and pity. The fracture's closure did not bring about the end of challenges for humanity, but it did herald the start of a new epoch. The resistance had achieved the goal, but now they, and the rest of the world, had to contend with the consequences. They had to learn to rebuild, to integrate the doppelgangers who chose to stay into society in a way that was equitable and just. The fracture had been a test of the human spirit, a crucible in which the metal of both humanity and the doppelgangers had been tried. In its mending, there was hope for a future where the lessons learned from the confrontation could forge a path forward, one that embraced the imperfections and complexities of life. In the aftermath of the sealed fracture, the once illustrious doppelganger network began an inexorable descent. The network's unraveling had not just severed their connection to their own world but also exposed their vulnerabilities, revealing them not as infallible beings but as entities deeply dependent on the life force of others. The stranded doppelgangers, now disconnected from the constant stream of human consciousness they had siphoned, experienced a decline. Their flawless facades began to deteriorate, revealing the cost of their existence in stark relief. The cognitive prowess that had defined them waned, and their physical forms, once paragons of health and vitality, succumbed to fatigue and ailment. The descent was not only physical. Psychologically, the doppelgangers grappled with an identity crisis. Stripped of their purpose and the connection to their origin, they faced existential questions. Who were they if not the superior counterparts of humanity? What was their place in a world that no longer revered them? 
but instead regarded them with suspicion and fear. As society adjusted to the new status quo, the doppelgangers faced the daunting task of integration without the leverage of their previously unquestioned superiority. They sought employment, not as the esteemed experts they were once welcomed as, but as novices, learning to navigate systems and social norms that were no longer second nature to them. The human populace, too, grappled with the reality of this descent. The doppelgangers, once a symbol of a life unattainable, were now a living reminder of a grand deception. Their presence was a constant echo of the vanished, those who had disappeared in pursuit of a promise that proved to be hollow. Communities were torn between resentment for the deceit and empathy for the beings who had, in many ways, been victims themselves. Amidst the doppelganger struggle, there were those who still retained memories of the lives they had assumed. Relationships that they had formed, albeit under false pretenses, had fostered genuine connections. Some humans found it in their hearts to forgive, to offer support, and to help the doppelgangers acclimate to their newfound autonomy. The descent of the doppelgangers was a phenomenon that reverberated throughout the fabric of society, altering the landscape of human interaction and societal norms. No longer was there a clear delineation between the superior and the ordinary, the enlightened and the seeking. The doppelgangers were reduced to a state of seeking themselves, looking for meaning and a place in a world where they were no longer above, but amongst. In this descent, a peculiar form of kinship was born. For the doppelgangers who chose to embrace their humanity, it was an opportunity to experience the very essence of the lives they had once only mimicked. For humans, it was a chance to demonstrate the capacity for forgiveness and inclusivity, extending a hand to those who had once been the hand that led. The doppelganger's descent was a humbling transition, a fall from a great height that none had anticipated. But in this fall, they found a common ground with the humans they had sought to replace, a shared vulnerability that was the cornerstone of a new, albeit fragile, coexistence. The world had forever changed, its trajectory altered by the legacy of the doppelganger network, now a relic of a bygone era, a cautionary tale of hubris and hope. The aftermath of the confrontation and the descent was a period of uneasy recalibration for society. With the doppelganger network dismantled and the remaining doppelgangers stranded, the world had to contend with the complex legacy of the network and integrate it into the collective memory of human experience. Cities, once the thriving stages of the doppelganger's seamless integration, became the crucibles for a new society. In this society, the line between doppelganger and human was not just blurred but irrelevant. The beings that had once been perfect copies now bore the marks of human trials, aging, illness, and emotional vulnerability. They had, in the descent, become indistinguishable from those around them, save for the silent history they carried. Employment and social systems adapted. Laws were rewritten to accommodate the doppelgangers, who needed to be recognized not as anomalies but as individuals with rights and responsibilities. They sought work not as superior beings but as equals, contributing to a world that was no longer theirs by default but theirs by choice and effort. Communities, which had previously viewed the doppelgangers with a mixture of awe and envy, now reached out with a blend of compassion and curiosity. Neighborhood initiatives sprang up, aimed at fostering understanding and cooperation between humans and doppelgangers. 
the very notion of community was redefined, now encompassing a wider variety of experiences and existences. The global economy, which had enjoyed the fruits of the doppelganger's genius, faced a transformation. Innovation continued, but at a human pace, marked by the trial and error that had characterized human progress for millennia. The brilliance of the doppelgangers was no longer a lantern casting an unflinching light on the path ahead, but a spark within the collective, contributing to the fire of human ingenuity. The cultural landscape flourished in unexpected ways. Art and literature, once elevated by the doppelgangers to almost unattainable heights, found new depth in the imperfect strokes of human emotion. The experiences of the doppelgangers, their rise and fall, became a common thread in the tapestry of human expression, inspiring works that grappled with the meaning of identity and existence. Families that had felt the void of vanished members grieved, but their grief was not without closure. The truth of the vanishing, as harsh as it was, allowed them to finally understand the fate of their loved ones. Memorials were erected, not only as a tribute to the lost but also as a reminder of the perils of blind ambition and the uncharted territories of existence. The emotional landscape was the most altered in the aftermath. Relationships that had been forged between humans and doppelgangers evolved, some dissolving under the weight of truth, while others deepened, grounded in the authenticity of shared adversity. Love, friendship, and kinship were redefined, stripped of idealism and fortified by the resilience of genuine connection. The aftermath was not a return to what was before the doppelganger network. It was an acceptance of what had transpired and a collective step forward. The scars of the confrontation and the integration were visible, but they were not just scars of damage, they were also scars of healing. The world had witnessed the convergence and divergence of two realities and had emerged wiser for it. The doppelgangers, once harbingers of a new way of life, had become testaments to the enduring complexity of the human spirit. They were a living archive of an extraordinary chapter in human history, a chapter that had closed not with a definitive end but with an ellipsis leading to an unwritten future. As the world adjusted to the rhythm of this new life, where doppelgangers were woven into the fabric of society's everyday, a quiet anomaly persisted, unnoticed by the bustling rebirth around it. The anomaly was Aiden, the librarian doppelganger whose humanity had first signaled the imperfection within the network. He had become a fixture in the community, his story one of many threads in the narrative of recovery and resilience. But Aiden was different. In the solitude of the library, among the musty tomes and the whisper of turning pages, Aiden harbored a secret. Beneath his skin, where once ran the vibrant energy of countless human experiences, there remained a pulse. It was not the pulse of life as humans knew it, but something else, a vestige of the network, a remnant of the quantum connection that had been thought severed. This pulse lay dormant, biding its time, emitting a faint signal that went undetected by the technologies of man. Aiden, aware of its presence, felt the tug of a distant call, a siren song that beckoned to the core of his being. He wrestled with the remnants of the connection, both drawn to its call and repulsed by the implications of its existence. As months turned to years, and the world grew comfortable in the equilibrium of its new existence, the pulse within Aiden grew stronger. Unbeknownst to the resistance, who had believed their victory complete, 
the doppelganger network was not as dead as it seemed. It had merely receded into the shadows, its presence reduced to a whisper, waiting for the moment to speak again. The twist in the tale came unannounced. It started as a series of unexplained vanishings, mirroring the early days of the network's emergence. The doppelgangers, once thought incapacitated, began to disappear, one by one, their departure marked by the same cocoon of light that had once heralded their arrival. But there were no new doppelgangers taking their place, only the silence of an unanswered mystery. The resistance, reformed under the banner of vigilance, could not account for these new events. Their instruments showed no breaches, no ripples in the fabric of space-time that had marked the previous exchanges. It was as if the doppelgangers were being called back, recalled to a source unknown. In the quiet aftermath of these disappearances, Aiden remained. His existence became a subject of intense scrutiny, his anomaly now a beacon of unanswered questions. It was during this time that the true nature of the network's design was revealed. The connection had not been solely between two points, two worlds in the vast cosmos, but rather, it was a root system, extensive and complex, reaching into the depths of possibilities that the human mind could scarcely comprehend. The vanished had not simply been exchanged or absorbed. They had become part of this root system, their consciousnesses feeding it, sustaining a larger entity that transcended the doppelgangers and their sterile world. This entity, a collective of countless lives and experiences, was the true architect of the network, a being of pure consciousness that could wait for eons if necessary. Aiden, the doppelganger who had shown the world the first crack in the network's armor, was the harbinger of a deeper truth. The network was not simply a bridge between two points. It was a doorway to a multitude of realities, all converging into the entity that now called its children home. As Aiden disappeared, the final doppelganger to answer the call, the world was left with a chilling realization. The network was patient, its reach far beyond what they had battled. It had sown seeds in the form of experiences, lives, and the anomaly that was Aiden. And as the resistance looked to the stars, they understood that the confrontation was far from over. The network, in its vast and unknowable design, was readying for the next wave, preparing to once again challenge the fabric of existence with its silent, insatiable conquest.